Hi friends, if you feel depleted and at times overwhelmed searching for more, if you want to reclaim your voice, peace, and power, this show is for you. I'm Evelyn Glick. I love fashion, interior design, and spicy foods. I'm obsessed with personal development and human behavior. Here, I'll be discussing mindset, relationships, lifestyle, and so much more. I believe to live an empowered life, we must crush those limiting beliefs holding us back from stepping into our fabulousness because playing small doesn't serve anyone. Hi, friends. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. I don't know about you, but nothing is more expensive and soul-nurturing for me, as corny as that may sound, than to have a deep conversation about growth and mindset. This conversation with Jean Atman was that for me, and I hope it is for you too. I invite you to simply listen with an open mind. Let's start the show. Good morning, listeners. Today we have Jean Admin. I'm so excited to have her here. She is a coach and a healer. So tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do and all your fantastic services. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really excited to be here with you today and excited to share. It's hard to kind of sum up, you know, people say like, what do you do? Who, you know, what, what's your job title? And it's always hard to sum this up because what I do is so multidimensional and it embraces and embodies every single aspect of challenges that people have in their lives. So this can be from relationship challenges to unworthiness challenges, to insecurities, to financial blocks, to, you know, anything that people are, are managing, I can help to move through those blocks. Um, so it's really satisfying and fulfilling work. But as we sort of talked about a little bit before we got started, is I'm realizing that so many people are ready for something better, something different in their lives, and they just don't know what to do. And as we're moving into some new energy right now, the old ways are not working. And so people are going to be running into more and more dead ends as they're trying to do things in the ways that they used to do, because they're not meant to work anymore. They're meant to find new and improved ways of doing things. And that's where I come in. <laughs> I've been doing this work for over two decades. I'm very familiar with reading energy and what's the benefit of reading energy as opposed to just talking about the challenges and problems that people go through is there's so many things that are hidden underneath the surface that are suppressed. And so if there's, if someone has worthiness challenges or insecurity challenges, those things have been stuffed down because it hasn't been something that's been comfortable to look at. So when I go in to read the energy body, I see where those things are tucked away and hidden, and then we can bring them to the surface and heal them. There's nothing to fear in there. Like we once were kind of trained to fear, but we get in there and we nurture pieces of self. We learn to love ourselves in whole new ways. And we move through the stagnancies of what has been creating blocks in our external world, because everything that we encounter as a block externally is always reflective of something that we contain within us. And we spend so much time trying to change all these moving parts around us, but the ease comes when you tweak that one thing within that changes everything outside of you. So again, that's where my work comes in. We go right into the core. We heal that obstacle of what's blocking everything from the benefits and happiness of life. And then we see what happens in the external world because it always will change. 
I know that was a mouthful. (laughs) No, no, no. That's glad because part of it is helping the listeners really understand what you do, you know, for Mm -hmm. the people that think, give me the science, give me the facts. This is kind of woo woo, you know, it's opening Mm -hmm. that possibility of a different way of facing your challenges so that you can become the best version of who you are. Right. Yes. So when we talk about fear, what I have discovered through my human development journey is that sometimes we have to go with it, right? You almost have to befriend it as opposed to trying to shut it down because it's going to show up. Mm-hmm. It's going to come to the surface. So as opposed to run away from it or something is wrong with me because I'm feeling the fear, go with it and, and use it almost to help you through it. Exactly. Yes. If we run from things, they continue to stagnate. But if you face them head on and look at them, and like you said, you know, become friendly with them, then we can understand why they're there and we can more easily move through them. But if you're unwilling to look and see them, you will not be able to move through it. (laughs) You just continue to hold it in your system. So let's pretend I'm your client and I am resistant. I I know I need the help. I want to move forward. I want to be able to really live my best life. I know that I'm, I'm ready to go into a new direction and I need to tackle a lot of these limiting beliefs and change my mindset. What do you say if I say to you, well, I'm not ready to dive in. What happens when someone really is resistant? How do you handle that? Mm-hmm. It's it's not um, an abnormal thing. It's very typical, actually. It's usually one of the first blocks that we tackle, just because I find that so many people are ego-based, they're mind-mental-based, they think things through, and they try to understand things conceptually. And some of them, a lot of them think, I know this already. If you tell me these things, I know this already. That's That didn't work for me before, it's not going to work now. But my challenge is always, but have you put it into practice? So you understand it, but have you embodied the wisdom of it? Do you know how to actually do this to make change in your life? So I encourage people to go from the headspace of trying to understand and instead applying principles so they can actually see how this works. Because so many people say, I've done the yoga, I've done the the self-help books, I've done all these things, nothing works. It's because they just haven't embodied the practice of it. So that's one thing that um, is sort of one of the first things that we move through is understanding how they're getting in their own way (laughs) of being able to actually practice this stuff. And the other thing is I see a lot of discrepancies between the headspace and the heart space. So the heart space, I consider like your soul guidance, how we're led places for a reason through our souls. Our souls know you're ready for this. But the headspace is going, oh my gosh, but I was taught to fear change and this is going to change things. And I don't know how I feel about that. And that's scary. And so they contract back in to the old ways and the, and the discomfort and the suffering. But the soul and the heart space is saying, go here, let me, you know, follow this pathway. And then the head kind of comes in and stagnates it. So we also talk about which system is leading you, because if you're leading through old limitation, you will continue to perpetuate that cycle until you can finally come into that space of your heart and your soul guidance and say, I don't know what this is. I might not understand all the moving parts, but I'm going to trust what I feel. And I'm going to let this go. I'm going to follow that pathway and see what happens. And what I find is people have tried the same things over and over. I mean, what do they say? The the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. 
Yes. Stop doing that. You know, try something different. What's the best that can happen? (laughs) And so when you have a guide leading you to show you exactly where the blocks are, that's where big change happens. And there's a certain level of readiness that people need to be there. And for me, that readiness is being just done with where they are. That is the first step in opening up to the potential. Absolutely. You need to be ready to make the changes because, you know, it's so easy to stay in the familiar. The familiar is comfortable, is safe. Even if it's not perfect, you find that moving to major changes is so uncomfortable and fear inducing, obviously. Understanding that you're going to be uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Being okay with being uncomfortable because at the end of that road, what comes over that is so much better and so much deeper and so much more fulfilling. Yes. Before we move on, I'd like to know what led you to your life's work? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I do want to just circle back and I'll come to that. As, as you were saying with the discomfort, what I find is that people on the spiritual path are feeling like they should be positive. So if they're feeling something that feels bad, that that's wrong in some way. So people avoid the discomfort because they think it's wrong in some way, right? But like you said, and you said it so beautifully, is to kind of embrace the discomfort, which actually will ultimately alleviate suffering. So you're dealing with something in the present, which is very temporary to alleviate this chronic suffering that that we're in. So that's such a huge point. I just wanted to bring that back around. Um, But yeah, I've always been a sensitive kid. I I grew up, you know, sort of reading the room (laughs) and you always feel sort of outside of things. You like, you don't really fit in with the traditional normal stuff. You know, things long before other people do. I was tapped into the outer realms ever since I was a child. I would see earthbounds and, and have spirits in the house all the time. All of these things were a very normal part of my, my entire life. I shut them down for a while when I was a teenager because I didn't understand them. And it wasn't until I got into my 20s that I opened up to channel and started to communicate with the upper realms in a more productive and constructive way. And I learned not to fear them because we've got so much support from God's source universe that we just don't tap into because we forget that it's there. But when we tap into that, life can be so satisfying and fulfilling and beautiful because we have that supportive guidance that is infinite for us. So my pathway was, you know, really, really tumultuous through parts, but then it turned into this beautiful form once I started to really embody who I was and the gifts that I have come into this incarnation with. And my mission has always been to help, you know, help people thrive, help people uplevel their lives. And I used to focus on people who did not want the help, (laughs) you know, ones that were in complete resistance, who wanted to stay stuck. And that was very exhausting. Um, And then I learned to be more discerning, to really focus on those that are ready for the work who are saying, heck yes, I want to do this and I'm ready for it. Because when you get that co-creative energy together, we move mountains effortlessly, you know, and that alignment is everything. The readiness is everything. So it's really kind of helped me along my, my personal journey um, as well as my professional journey. Is it safe to say that you are religious, that you believe in God, that you believe in spirits? Do you tune into your chakras? Tell me a little bit about that spirits and other entities, right? Am I correct to say that that's part of your work and your healing is tuning into those other mm-hmm. mediums? It is. And chakras are energy, 
and they are everything, <laughs> everything. If you are not aligned within your major energy centers, you're missing a main component of ease with life because our chakras, for instance, our root chakra, you know, the light side of that is safety, security, protection, empowerment. The shadow side of that is lack of all of those things. So we come in here with maybe a tumultuous upbringing, you know, lack of safety, security. And so that energy center is very congested. And if that congestion remains, that's the signal that we emit outward into the world. So then we interact with things that reflect that signal, right? So until that stuff is cleared, you're going to continue to draw in experiences that reflect lack of those things. So for me, chakras are a major part of my work. Um, and I absolutely believe in a higher power. And I'm really honoring of wherever people are in their journey. My mom was a nun and my dad was a brother and they met through their music and religious life. So I grew up extremely Catholic household traditional. And here I come in, you know, remembering my past lives, remembering my incarnation here into this lifetime, all of these things that my mom thought, that's not true. That's not real. So there was a lot of conflict in my house because I knew things and saw things that they weren't ready to understand or see. So I have the background of the extremely traditional religious life. And I also have full spectrum of full spirituality and really being open with my own personal intimate connection to all that is. So it's sort of a full spectrum of where I operate from. You know, as you tell me these things, I remember my grandmother being a natural healer. Mm. I'm from the Dominican Republic. And I remember growing up, the neighbors coming over to my grandmother when, when they had a health issue or a personal issue. And she would, you know, if they had a wound or something, she would use teas and herbs and prayers and candles. And, and she was known in the community for that. So for me, spirit and being spiritual and being open about it isn't such a taboo. It be, you meet them where they are. You don't have to use the word God if that is not something that resonates with you. It's not aligned with who you are. So the first step is that you need to believe that we're more than a body and our soul, our essence is really joining all of that that's available to us if we tap into that. Now, I don't have a lot of experience with the chakras and the spirit guides, but I've never been fearful of them. I know if I speak to some of my friends, they would look at me like, give me the facts, give me the scientific study on that, right? But, um, but I know that when you tune in and you're aligned, your life transforms. Tell me a little bit about, this is a segue to, what is your personal meditative practice? Do you have one? I am in constant dialogue with the upper realms. Um, I'm constantly curious. I feel like I'm a perpetual student of life and I am always seeking guidance for myself and for my clients. And so I'm literally in consistent dialogue with the upper realms, gaining more and more information. This dialogue started and channel started with the deep meditations where I was very consistent and intentional. I basically spent all of 2012 in meditation <laughs> because it was so fascinating. I opened to channel in 2011 with the Ascended Masters and it was so interesting to me to be able to tap into innate wisdom and have 
the, the resonance of truth be felt so strongly when this information would come through. So I really spent all of 2012 just practicing connecting and getting in touch with the different vibrations of those that I invoked in. And many of them are in the Ascended Masters realm. So, and I'm, you have to be very discerning with that and who you're connecting with too, because just as there's, you know, good intentions and ill intentions here, there's also, that is also in the upper realm. So, you know, I always encourage people to be very, yeah, very discerning with um, where they're connecting. You can't just be open to anything and anyone, you know, be really discerning with where you're connecting to make sure you're getting true information and not something that's manipulative. Jean, I didn't know that. I oh, yeah. didn't know that. Oh, interesting. So for the listeners that are open, because I think the listeners that are tuning into my chats and conversations are open and already in our spiritual. Mm-hmm. How do you give them some advice? How do you tap and channel into your higher power, or your spirits or the higher realm? What can they take and they can do practically at home? Yeah, for me, it is literally all about going within. Everything that I teach and do empowers people to go into their own inner worlds and understand themselves before they attempt to go out and do anything else. Because if let's say you have a lot of trauma in your past and you're feeling really, um, you know, just really defeated in life and you're feeling kind of low energy, if you open yourself to anything, again, you're drawing in that level of frequency, right? So it's so vital to go in and start nurturing yourself. How can you love yourself more deeply? How can you be more accepting of all of your pieces, especially the ones that you've been maybe rejecting? Because let's say you have an insecurity wound and you reject that. You think that doesn't feel good. I don't want to deal with that. You know, when you can go in and say, I love you. I'm so sorry that you feel insecure or that you're not feeling confident or loved or accepted. And you start to love that piece of self. You start to draw in all of those pieces. You become more whole within. And the more you encourage that in your field and in your energy body, the more you connect with that in the upper realms, as well as in this dimension. So think about that, you know, and we have gaps in our fields, if we have traumas and things that we haven't healed. And so when you work to heal yourself, and a lot of that is, you know, practical things, meditation is huge. The more you go into your inner worlds and have understanding there, the more you know what is asking to be healed. And things will only show up when they're ready to be healed. So if you're having a trigger that's coming in, that's flagging you down saying, pick me, pick me, I'm ready. I'm ready for some attention, (laughs) you know? So while triggers are super uncomfortable, it literally is surfacing. So you feel it so intensely so you can manage it, so you can do something about it. So, you know, learning how to read and translate the signals of your emotions, your thoughts, all of that stuff, gaining a better understanding of self is vital in the healing process. So I always encourage meditation. And some people have a hard time meditating. They think I have to clear my head of thoughts. I can't have any thoughts. That literally is impossible. You will always have thoughts. How, how I teach my practices is to use those thoughts, direct those thoughts. Don't let them control you, just gain control over them. So go in and say, okay, what's going on in, in, in here? You know, this happened to me earlier. I felt really insecure. Where am I feeling that in my body? Oh, I kind of feel it in my chest. I feel a contraction. Okay. So what is that need to clear? How can I help that to feel better? So use the thoughts and curiosity to go in to gain deeper understanding of self. The other thing is journaling. 
I love to ask questions in my journal. Why am I feeling this way? And I just start to write anything that wants to come through. And before I know it, I'm channeling information about a deeper reason why this is surfacing. And every single time I write, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know that about myself. So the more we gain understanding of self, the better we can navigate life. And we also know what we want and who we are. We're not blown around by anything that wants to come in. We can feel that feels, you know, beneficial or resonant, or that doesn't. Our discernment grows the more we get to know ourselves. So just simple practices like that. And people think conceptually, oh, how can that help? The simple things are the most profound. We tend to complicate things so much as humans. We think it has to be hard. It has to be the blood, sweat, and tears, or it's not going to work. You know, I call BS on that. (laughs) It really is the simplest things are the most powerful every single time. That's what's so beautifully explained. Like you said before, the triggers are really a sign that that's a part of us that needs healing. Yes. Every single time. Every (laughs) single time. (laughs) When you spoke about journaling, I have a, I have a question about that because I do that. I practice the journaling with really almost to as a release of whatever's pent up. Um, Do you ever go back? This is a personal question. Do you ever go back and look at what you journaled with last week or last month or last year, or is it something that is not beneficial? It's going to hold you back. Or is it, how do you feel about that? Oh, I love to go back and read things if, if I feel called. So if I, if I'm moving through something and I, you know, go back and read it, it's every, every single step we take is opening us in our evolutionary path. So when you go back and read something, your perception of that experience will be different. So you'll gain a deeper understanding of what happened because your perception is now different. You have a wider scope of what you're ready to understand about yourself. So I always follow guidance when it comes to that. If you feel compelled, absolutely. There's something you need to see and a deeper understanding that's ready to be gained. Don't think I got the whole answer on your meditation practice. Right, right. So <laughs> I know I get on tangents. So my meditation practice, it literally, like I said, I'm in I'm in constant dialogue. So to me, I live my life in kind of a meditation practice. And it started out as a deeper intentional practice in 2012, where I would commit time to be in the stillness, to you know, intentionally go in. And so now as and I'll I use the chakra system as an example. So what once used to take me 45 minutes to an hour to do a deep chakra clear, once that practice has been really um, utilized and became more masterful, now it takes me far less time to go in and make corrections. So my meditation practice now is very similar to that, where sometimes if I'm working through something deep, I'll take the time to go in. But many times now, because my channel has been so established that I just ask questions and it drops in. So that's kind of how things work now. I want to get there for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And the more you practice, the more masterful we get. And everyone has this capacity to do this. It's just practice, just like anything else. So you mentioned 2012 a couple of times. What's about 2012 that was so transformative or necessary for you to really open up to that? Um, There was a greater planetary movement happening in 2012, which I didn't know about when I was walking through it, (laughs) but it was a grand awakening started to perpetuate in 2012. And I don't know, are you familiar with the process of ascension? 
Have you heard a little bit? Just a little bit. Yeah. So ascension is basically the earth vibrates at a particular frequency. Everyone that's living on the earth also vibrates at that frequency. So what does that mean? Um, It used to be kind of a lower density within the lower densities. There is guilt, shame, envy, greed, all of those lower density emotions. So the earth herself is now rising in her frequency, which then encourages everyone else to also lift in their frequency. So what happens in the higher frequencies? More love, more compassion, more kindness, more shifting, more changing, more ease. So this is what we're all evolving into. So it's sort of, it's, it's called like a harmonic convergence. We will automatically match the frequency of the greater source, which is the earth. So that's part of the ascension process that we're moving through, right? So there was a huge shift in awakening in 2012, which, like I said, I didn't realize as I was walking through this, but I was drawn to divorce my husband. I was drawn to stop focusing on all these details of life and really go in. And I needed the space and time for myself without focusing on other people's needs to really understand myself. So that was part of my, my kind of personal journey here at a grander, you know, kind of spiritual journey sprinkled in. So it just continued to evolve from there. And every year since we've continued to be walking on this path of ascension in 2020, there was an explosion of awakening. A lot more light codes are coming into the planet. A lot more people are feeling unsettled with how their lives are running, you know, and the whole, you know, 2020, it encouraged people to go within and really get loud with things that are not working. It became very, very clear for people what's not working. So all of this was for our greater good and our benefit so we can make the changes that we need to continue on this awakening path. So that's sort of what's happening cosmically. Um, And I just follow the energy and I channel collective energy. I see where the stagnancies are within the collective consciousness. I feel my own stuff (laughs) coming up. And as we move with this great current that we're moving into, there's so much more ease that exists there. It's what makes life hard is when we're fighting that current, if we're in resistance to that current. So if we can let go of all the things that we thought we were, and just ride this wave, ride this current, it's automatically bringing us into who we're meant to be. We just need to let go of the worry, the fear, the stagnations that are gripping onto the old stuff, you know? And it's, it's kind of trusting in the grander process of why we're here, because we're here to evolve our spirits. We're not here to collect stuff, you know? We're here to have experiences and to learn and to grow and to thrive spiritually at a soul level. Yes, to grow. It's all about growing. If you don't grow, you die, basically, right? right? <laughs> yeah, and, it, yes. in, and what you resist persists. Absolutely. <laughs> and gets louder and more. It gets louder. You know, it's those little whispers that we say, no, 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 it's not really, it's not really that bad, right? You know, whatever it is that we're fighting and we're just running away from, it's not going to go away. That whisper is <laughs> going to get louder and louder and more obvious, right? Yep. Um, how do you handle stress? It's been a practice for me. Um, Patience, stress, trusting in the process, everything has been a practice. So I recognize when things come in that are asking to be healed. So for me, stress is another thing like a trigger. It's coming in saying something is misaligned. 
So for me, I look at it from an energetic perspective and also I read emotional energy. So I'm very conscious of how, how emotions come into play with this. So if I feel stressed, I recognize I'm feeling contracted. I don't like this. And I move that energy outward. And what's so amazing and everyone can do this. Let me back up a little bit. When stress comes in, people tend to try to remedy all the things that are happening outside of themselves to alleviate the stress as opposed to going straight into the core of the stress and mending it there, because we're always going to have situations that aren't going to be rainbows and unicorns, which is part of life. It's why we're here. But if you go within and recognize I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling tight in my chest. I really can't breathe right now. I'm going to choose not to feel that way. I'm going to choose in this moment to shift how I feel. And you're not going to be able to go from super stressed to very satisfied, you know, in one full swoop, but let's try for maybe just slightly frustrated, (laughs) maybe a little bit discontent and continue to move the needle until you feel more relief. But recognizing that that's a choice to embrace and embody that stress or not, we always have a choice to how we feel. Yes. We can't, we don't have any choice over what happens outside of us but we always right. have control of what happens inside of us. Such wonderful information. My goodness. I, I want to keep going. What would you like to leave the listeners with that we didn't touch on? And then I do like to end with um, three rapid questions. Sure. I really would encourage people if they're wanting change in their lives to simply open to the potential of the possibility to stop focusing on all the evidence of what's not working and start looking at the evidence of what is or what could. Because when you shift that perception, everything can change. So that mindfulness of that practice can be so huge in moving you from a state of suffering into a beautiful state. So check in with those those thoughts because thoughts create emotions, therefore creating our frequency, therefore creating our life. So if you can catch the thoughts, that's huge in making changes in your life. So that's what I would um, encourage people to do. Yes. So good. (laughs) Three rapid questions. Number one, the world needs more. Fill in the blank. Kindness. Number two, happiness to me is. Mm, Satisfaction. Just feeling satisfied. Beautiful. Number three, I would like to be remembered for. Mm, helping people thrive. Jean, thank you so much. This was such a gift. Connecting with you on a soul level and everything you said resonates with me deeply. Tell the listeners, how can we connect with you and follow you and all those things you offer? I can be found at jeanatman.com. That's my website. Um, I offer a free webinar on there, how to stop limiting beliefs from sabotaging your future. So I encourage people to check that out and get a little bit more detail about how to do that. I also have a YouTube channel that I post little videos about the collective consciousness, planetary shifts, um, just more information about how to help you move through the energies of what we're kind of encountering right now so we can do it with much more grace. (laughs) So I'd encourage people to check that out as well. Thank you so much again. What a pleasure. Thank you. What a treat this conversation with Jean was. I hope it resonated with you and helps you in some ways tune in to your heart a little more. If it did, please share with some friends. You never know who needs to hear this message. That's all for now, friends. Thank you so much for your support and your precious time. Until next week.
May you live the fullest expression of who you are. Because, you know what I say, playing small doesn't serve anyone.